Rowan Simmons with The Pig Says. Welcome to Polyrical, a podcast on political music, a topical solution for the socioeconomic revolution, a soundtrack for the resistors, the agitators, and the fighters working for a better world. If you want to make a recommendation or send me a message, head over to polyrical.com. Find a link there to send me an email. You'll also find a link there to recommend a song, a topic, or an artist for a future episode and a link to make a donation to keep this podcast free and independent. This is Angelica Akeke with Modern War.
eyes on the flight Took a long way to get it like that Wanna take it back Memories of the ships on the shores And the long hours we had endured Wanna acknowledge that Oh, but we'll call on the money And he'll give us strength for we're fighting Oh, but we'll call on the money Growth, for the sake of growth, is the ideology of the cancer cell. That was written by Edward Abbey in The Journey Home, Some Words in Defense of the American West. And it really explains the bulk of the human experience in the 21st century with the Earth. Topic of this episode of Polyrical is infinite growth. Infinite growth is a farce, and it's a farce that many economists believe in. Here is an article published at straight.com, written by Faisal Mullah and David Suzuki. Have you noticed that we describe the market and economy as if they were living entities? The market is showing signs of stress. The economy is healthy. The economy is on life support. Sometimes we act as if the economy is larger than life. In the past, people trembled in fear of dragons, demons, gods, and monsters, sacrificing anything, virgins, money, newborn babies, to appease them. We know now that those fears were superstitious imaginings, but we have replaced them with a new behemoth, the economy. Even stranger, Economists believe this behemoth can grow forever. Indeed, the measure of how well a government or corporation is doing is its record of economic growth. But our home, the biosphere or zone of air, water, and land where all life exists, is finite and fixed. It can't grow. And nothing within such a world can grow indefinitely. In focusing on constant growth, we fail to ask the important questions. What is an economy for? Am I happier with all this stuff? How much is enough? And I would add, is our system fair?
The economy is not a force of nature, some kind of immutable, infallible entity. We created it. And when cracks appear, it makes no sense to simply shovel on more money to keep it going. Because it's a human invention, an economy is something we should be able to fix. But if we can't, we should toss it out and replace it with something better. This current economic crisis provides an opportunity to re-examine our priorities. For decades, scientists and environmentalists have been alarmed at global environmental degradation. Today, the oceans are depleted of fish, while dead zones, immense islands of plastic, and acidification from dissolving carbon dioxide are having untold effects. We have altered the chemistry of the atmosphere with our emissions, causing the planet to heat up and have cleared land of forests, along with hundreds of thousands of species. Using air, water, and soil as dumps for our industrial wastes, we have poisoned ourselves. For the first time in four billion years of life on Earth, one species has become so powerful and plentiful that it is altering the physical, chemical, and biological features of the planet on a geological scale. And so we have to ask, what is the collective impact of everyone in the world? We've never had to do that before, and it's difficult. Even when we do contemplate our global effects, we have no mechanism to respond as one species to the crisis. And one of the big problems with that question is, looking at the total collective impact of humans on the world can conceal the fact that it is a relatively small segment of humans in the world that are having the enormous negative impact. Those impacts are not spread evenly across all of the humans in the world. So it can be a little bit uh, dangerous to pin that blame of environmental degradation on humanity as a whole. There are certain segments of humanity, there are certain economic systems, and there are certain powerful countries that have an inordinate amount of that impact on their shoulders. Driving much of this destructive activity is the economy itself. Years ago, during a heated debate about clear-cutting, a forest company CEO yelled at me, Listen, Suzuki, are tree huggers like you willing to pay to protect those trees? Because if you're not, they don't have any value until someone cuts them down. I was dumbstruck with the realization that in our economic system, he was correct. You see, as long as that forest is intact, the plants photosynthesize and remove carbon dioxide from the air while putting oxygen back. Not a bad service for animals like us that depend on clean air. However, economists dismiss this as an externality. What they mean is that photosynthesis is not relevant to the economic system they've created. Those tree roots cling to the soil, so when it rains, the soil doesn't erode into the river and clog the salmon spawning gravels. Another externality to economists. 
The trees pump hundreds of thousands of liters of water out of the soil, transpiring it into the air and modulating weather and climate and externality. The forest provides habitat to countless species of bacteria, fungi, insects, mammals, amphibians, and birds. Externality. So all the things an intact ecosystem does to keep the planet vibrant and healthy for animals like us are simply ignored in our economy. No wonder futurist Hazel Henderson describes conventional economics as, quote, a form of brain damage. Here is Dr. Schur's unusual practice from the album Remember the Future, Volume 2, and one, this is infinite growth.
Economists have defined the economic health of a country by its gross domestic product. Trouble is, every time a forest falls, the GDP goes up. With every oil spill, the GDP goes up. Every time a cancer patient is diagnosed, the GDP goes up. Is this how we measure economic progress? Economists must learn to subtract. And that brief piece was called Gross Domestic Product. It was on an album, a, a compilation album, called Live Without a Dead Time that was put out a long time ago by Adbusters Magazine. Before that, we heard uh, Big Yellow Taxi. That was sung by Louise Sharkey off a compilation album called Declare and Protest. Here's a piece written by Hayden Washington and Helen Cop- Copnina. Here's an excerpt from a piece, I should say. This is published at ecologicalcitizen.net. 
This obsession with endless economic growth demonstrates that societies still do not understand that humanity has exceeded ecological limits and that this is the root cause of the current environmental crisis. The book Limits to Growth by Meadows et al. 1972 showed that human population growth and the concomitant increase in the consumption of resources would exceed planetary limits around the middle of the 21st century, causing societal collapse. Upon its release, this report was strongly criticized by traditional economists who labeled the authors prophets of doom. However, a recent 40-year review of Limits to Growth has shown that its models are remarkably accurate. To summarize key environmental indicators of ecological overshoot, the global ecological footprint now stands at 1.6 Earths. The Living Planet Index has declined by 58% between 1970 and 2012. The species extinction rate is at least 1,000 times normal. At least 60% of ecosystem services are degrading or being used unsustainably. Four of nine planetary boundaries have now been exceeded as a result of human activity. In effect, we are bankrupting nature and consuming the past, present, and future of our biosphere. On a finite world with expanding human population and consumption, clearly something has got to give. Humanity faces a fundamental problem, for it is totally dependent on the biosphere. It is degrading. Hence, society needs to understand and accept that we are way past sustainable ecological limits. Change is urgently needed and is certainly feasible. The key to this is breaking the silence of denial by talking about the problems. This may sound wishy-washy, but in fact, meaningful dialogue on the impossibility of endless growth is an essential step. Academia can and should lead the way on this, solving the key cause of the problem. The idea that we can have endless economic growth on a finite planet means tackling the three key drivers of unsustainability, overpopulation, overconsumption, and growth-focused economic policy. However, this also means tackling some of the biggest taboos in society. First, many in society still consider discussion of limiting the human population a taboo, but we cannot afford to have this remain an undiscussable. Secondly, Western society, globalized around the world, is a consumer culture that has been deliberately constructed since 1950, and what was deliberately constructed can also be deconstructed. Thirdly, the growth economy is still espoused by the UN and almost all national governments. However, a rational and ethical solution has been espoused by ecological economist Herman Daly since the 1970s the steady-state economy. A steady-state economy features a sustainable population size for the carrying capacity of its region, low resource use, and a distribution of wealth which is fair and equitable on an intergenerational basis. Change is not easy, but it is possible, but only by accepting the nature and scale of our predicament. From Fairy Tales of Eternal Economic Growth, this is Chrysanth with Eternal Economic Growth.
it's all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school, on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you?
And rounding out our set on Infinite Growth, that was Infinite Growth on a Finite Planet by the Capitalist Kids from the album At a Loss. Here are a few words from George Monbiot. This is uh, put out by Double Down News, which you'll hear George speak of at the end. This is called Capitalism is the Planet's Cancer. Operate before it is too late. Every human being grows. We grow through childhood and then when we hit adulthood, we reach a plateau. Our body has a regulating system which stops growth beyond a certain point. Occasionally, that system breaks down and a cell begins to multiply and to grow without regulation. And we call that cancer. Cancer is basically infinite growth within a finite living system, which is the human body. That is exactly what is happening with capitalism. Capitalism is dependent on infinite growth within a finite living system, which is the planet. Capitalism is the planet's cancer. And just like cancer in the human body, we have to cut it out. All through my adult life, I've been railing against corporate capitalism and consumer capitalism and crony capitalism, and these are the real problems. And it's taken a long time for the penny to drop. Maybe the problem isn't the kind of capitalism, maybe the problem is capitalism. So let's look at the planetary disaster. We're losing the soil, we're losing the fresh water, we're losing the insects, we're losing all the other astonishing species that we share this planet with. We're losing the coral reefs, we're losing the rainforests, we're losing everything. And it's all going at a phenomenal rate. What's causing this? The driving force is economic growth. A global economy growing at 3% a year doubles every 24 years, and then it doubles again, and then it doubles again. That's the trajectory we're supposed to be on. That's what governments want, where it just keeps doubling and doubling and doubling and doubling, which would be just fine if the planet was growing at the same rate. But we live on a finite planet. An infinite growth on a finite planet is a recipe for catastrophe. The only way it's been done so far is to use ever-increasing areas of the world as places we effectively steal from. Where the most powerful parts of the world extract materials and cheap labor from the weaker parts of the world. And then ever greater parts of the world have to be used as a dump to dump our waste. Until basically the whole world is an extraction zone and a dump. The whole atmosphere is a dump for carbon dioxide. Our cities are a dump for air pollution. Our Land is a dump for all the junk that we use for a day or two and then get bored of and pass on, which you have to do if economic growth is going to continue. If you've got enough money, you can buy a piece of land. You can buy the right to pollute the atmosphere with your private plane. You can buy a bluefin tuna steak, despite the fact that you're driving a species into extinction. You can buy Mahogany furniture, whose extraction is causing massive destruction in the Amazon. Money translates into a right to natural wealth. Why? What's a just principle? There isn't one. And yet that unjust assumption is at the heart of capitalism. And those who are able to accumulate or inherit or grab enough money can then use that money to grab a huge chunk of our common treasury, our common resources, the stuff we all depend on to survive. And then they act like they have a natural right to do whatever they want with that. If everyone tried to live like the very rich today, we would need multiple planets 
five planets, ten planets, a hundred planets, but we've only got one. But if instead you say, let's have luxury, but make it public luxury, let's have fantastic public swimming pools, brilliant public parks, great tennis courts, great art collections, great museums, great community centres, great youth centres, great playgrounds, all those wonderful things that we try to accumulate for ourselves, but let's do it publicly, then in creating that space, you don't take space away from other people, you create space for other people. You don't need to multiply those resources again and again and again as everyone tries to do it privately. By doing it publicly, you need far fewer resources. You can have a really rich, fulfilling life with very high standards of human well-being, but without the environmental destruction. And in so doing, we create community, where community has been smashed apart by capitalism. I don't think there's another way we're going to get through this century. If we carry on believing that people who are rich today can live like the oligarchs and people who are poor today can live like the rich and everyone can just expand and expand and expand and accumulate and accumulate, which is what capitalism tells us to do, and that we can just keep on multiplying GDP and we can double economic activity every 24 years like we're doing at the moment, then the only possible outcome is catastrophe. We need a whole new economic system. Double Down has been achieving extraordinary things, reaching millions of viewers, making the films that you're not going to see anywhere else. And this has been made possible by the fact that it now has over a thousand patrons. Come and join and join the network, helping Double Down News to get even bigger and more effective than it is already. To repeat, that audio was recorded and put out by Double Down News. And uh, you should check out Double Down News for more similar information that'll bring us to our artist of the episode the artist of the episode for this episode is tom smith and i learned really quickly when i was looking for tom smith after reading about him somewhere that uh there's a whole heck of a lot of tom smiths out there in this world and there's even some other tom smiths that put out some pretty good political music and we're gonna hear tom smith and then before we go We'll hear a song by Tom Smith. But this Tom Smith, you can find at tomsmithmusic.com. Here's a little bit of info about Tom from his site. Contrary to what a lot of people think, folk music is still a living tradition. It's a living tradition that feeds on new songs that speak of people's wants, people's needs, people's struggles, and people's triumphs. Tom Smith is more out of the tradition of, say, Pete Seeger and Tom Paxton than Jackson Brown or Connor Oberst. He's a man who writes songs that seem like they've always been there. There are very few songwriters working today that I would call folk singers, but I would call Tom Smith a true folk singer. And that is a quote by David Palmater of WUMB-FM in Boston. Tom Smith's songs are in turns humorous, touching, thought-provoking, and inspiring. Deeply rooted in the old-school folk tradition, his timeless stories are told with a voice that is honest and sincere, with melodies that you'll remember forever. In the words of noted singer-songwriter Barbara Kessler, Tom Smith will make you laugh and cry, maybe even in the same song. A very captivating songwriter and performer. 
Tom grew up in rural Pennsylvania in a family where music was part of the fabric of everyday life. As a young man living in the epicenter of the folk quake that was Cambridge, Massachusetts in the 1960s, Tom solidified what has become a lifelong love of self-made music. Now a folk veteran of over 40 years, Tom performs at festivals, coffeehouses, schools, and concerts throughout the northeastern United States to audiences large and small, young and old. Tom's monthly folk music blog, The Kitchen Musician, can be viewed at tomsmithmusic.com. Here is Tom Smith. All of these tracks by Tom are off of his latest album, Planting in a Drought. This is The Money Flows Up. The money flows up. The money flows up. We're working in a world that's bottom side top. Where the costs flow down, the money flows up. I work two jobs, my wife does too. There's nothing left when the bills come due. We can work all day, never fill our cup. Where the costs flow down, the money flows up. Money flows up. Money flows up. We can work all day, never fill our cup. Where the costs flow down, the money flows up. When you build your house on a master plan That's born on the backs of the common man But the benefits go to the few at the top Then all the costs flow down and the money flows up Money flows up Get all the money flows up When the benefits go to the few at the top Then the costs flow down the money flows up I've got this to say to the penthouse few There's 99 of me for every one of you And we can breach that dam where the deals are struck And make the costs go down and the money flow up The money flow up And make the money flow up We can breach that dam where the deals are struck That make the costs flow down and the money flow Just the voice of the corporate elite, you know. It's quite simple, you can fix this up. Just spread the costs around and the money shows up. Money shows up. Money shows up. It's quite simple, you can fix this up. Spread the costs around, the money shows up. We can work all day, never fill our cup. When the benefits go to the few at the top But we could breach that dam where the deals are struck That make the costs flow down and the money flow up 
here we go again, another election year. Politicians are on a tear. Some are pulling me to go out and vote. Others pushing me to make sure I don't. I'm registered. And I vote. Some say when choosing who represents, we should put our trust in the 1%. Cut their taxes to the bone, fill our buckets with the money that trickles down. I see that's 99 for the few and one for the rest of us. Yeah, that sounds just about right. I'm just a guy who works for minimum wage. It must have been like this in the middle age. A servant to a feudal lord. I work guy with the biggest sword. I should be grateful though, all this useful work I'm doing, like building walls around the castle. Gotta keep out all those job stealers. Science says there is no doubt what's causing all these floods and drought. But when we can't farm or drink due to climate change, they'll still be drinking from the Coke machine. That's the Charles and David Coke machine. Champions of freedom, fossil fuel. With the best politicians money can buy. When they're God co-authors, the laws we make will be burning witches at the stake. And when we measure the freedom in our land by the count of guns in every hand, then we can thank or blame those of us who voted and those who did not. I'll tell it straight, I've got a choice to make to want to live in a country run by greed and hate. Where black lives don't matter, facts are ignored, gender rights are on the cutting board. Yeah, we have a choice to make. Will I see you in November? And that was Talking Election by Tom Smith. One of the great things about Tom Smith's blog which once again is called Kitchen Musician, is at the end of every blog post, he has a featured nonprofit. The featured nonprofit at the bottom of this particular blog post is the Greater Boston Food Bank. So Tom features these uh, local nonprofits and gives them some exposure to help them. Uh, Tom also helped launch the Know Better, Do Better project. Almost a year ago, several of my songwriter friends and I met to discuss how some folk and popular songs have contributed to systemic racism, especially those sung with and for children. As an exercise, we each chose one of those songs and wrote inclusive alternatives. Then we invited other songwriters to do the same. With 14 songwriters all contributing new songs, we have launched the Know Better, Do Better project to share them and other information to call attention to this issue. We hope that many more songwriters will join our loose-knit community.
you can find no better do better project at no better do better project dot com here is uh, some info about no better do better from that site amid the growing awareness of systemic racism in the united states the black lives matter movement and the protests responding to the deaths of george floyd Breonna Taylor, Elijah McClain, and many other African Americans at the hands of police. Musicians Olivia Brownlee, Sarah Fard, Tom Smith, Chris Walton, and George Woods met several times in the summer and autumn of 2020 to discuss the racism embedded in folk and popular songs, especially those commonly sung for and with children. Our thinking expanded to acknowledge that some songs also contributed to the systemic oppression of indigenous people, Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders, Latinx, LGBTQ+, and the disabled. As a result of our conversations, we gave ourselves the assignment to write alternatives to some of these problematic songs, to share these songs, plus more songs by others. The No Better Do Better project was born. The name is inspired by the Maya Angelou quote, do the best you can until you know better. Then, when you know better, do better. Here once again from the album, Planting in a Drought, this is Liberty and Justice for All. When I looked up to the flag My young hand upon my breast Proud of the nation that we had I swore allegiance with a pledge Written on my classroom wall with liberty and justice for all all my goals were in my sight what I worked for I could win I knew my future would be bright A privilege granted by my skin On the white side of the wall I saw liberty and justice for all Hatred has removed its mass Emboldened by the choice we made As stars and bars flies from the mass We fortify our barricade How can we boast of freedom Behind walls Without 
about liberty and justice for all. Song this song before. 
And that will wrap up the set of songs by Tom Smith. Once again, those are all from the album Planting in a Drought. That last track was We Have Been Here Before. You can find more about Tom Smith at tomsmithmusic.com. As I mentioned earlier, after I heard about Tom Smith and some of his songs and went out to seek Tom Smith, I found another Tom Smith. Here's a song from another Tom Smith. This is from the album called Arrivederci 2020. This is also Tom Smith, but not the same Tom Smith. With Together, We're Strong. of reality and both sides think that they're the one that's right but one side wants to help and the other wants to hurt and I know the one for which I'm gonna fight I've got so many friends who have been targeted just for trying to live just how they are gone on far too long it's ignorant and wrong but now i think our side may go too far i'm not giving up i'm not backing down i'm not letting the bad guys take over my town but also i'm not willing to let hatred take my heart there's too much killing somewhat civil war to start But we can show them all this hatred is wrong Show them that together we're strong No one said, make friends with Nazis No one said, transphobes are great Our neighbors, family, and friends have been manipulated for others' ends And I'm so damn tired of carrying all this hate Your dad who listens to Hannity and Limbaugh Your mom who watches Fox News every night Your brother who's been told that kids are bought and sold They've been lied to till they don't know what is right I'm not giving up, I'm not backing away I'll look evil in the face and tell it not today But also I'm not willing to abandon all those fools By years of propaganda from those by whom we're ruled This division has gone on for far too long We can show them that together we're strong Give 
up on them well here i've got a list if someone wants you dead just walk away the ones who are pissed because you exist they don't deserve to know you anyway but you still got some people who still know how to love some neighbors who help out when things get rough to offer them a third chance is foolish and absurd but one second chance just might be enough things have gotten what they want we're at each other's throats no end in sight but now's the time to say we're no longer gonna play we want to get back to doing what is right you can't convince a fascist or an incel misogyny and racism are still there but you can fight back, stay on the proper track, and also find the lost ones who still care. I'm not giving up, I'm not backing down, I'm not suffering the evil in which my country is drowned. But also I'm not willing to hate like the fools in the fight, the ones who let themselves become the tools of the right. We don't have to forgive them, so stand up and condemn. We'll show them that together we're stronger than them. I'm not giving up. I'm not backing down. I'm never gonna stop pulling our country back around. But also I'm not willing to hate for one more hour. I'm not going to give the evil bastards that much power And I'll give one more chance to the throng Of people who were lied to for so long To remember what's right and what is wrong To remember that together we're strong And that'll just about wrap up this episode of Polyrical. You can follow Polyrical on Twitter at Polyrical. And you can find all the back episodes of Polyrical at Polyrical.com. You can also listen to this podcast and all my podcasts playing 24-7 at MovingTrainRadio.com. Here is Anne Feeney from the album Dump the Bosses Off Your Back. This is Brave New Christmas. Thanks for listening. Put down those hammers, put down those saws. You ain't working no more for Santa Claus. Turn in the bells, grab a pink slip. You elves have been replaced by a microchip. Frosty the snowman, you've been outsourced. No more meltdowns on our workforce. Additionally, these layoffs shall include the sugar plum fairy and that nutcracker dude. Christmas has a brand new CEO.
And make it work efficiently. 